Welcome to the Crypto Podcast for Beginners. This is episode five. Happy Friday, April 9th. A lot going on as usual in the crypto world. We're going to be talking about different things like different cryptocurrency exchanges like Kraken, Crypto.com, Coinbase. Speaking of Coinbase, Coinbase is coming up with their IPO on April 14th. So look out for that. If you are new to cryptocurrency and you want to learn what are the main cryptocurrencies to focus on, how to buy them, how to do advanced things like decentralized finance, NFTs, check out our course below. What's up everyone? It's Greg here and it's a Friday. Thank God it's Friday. Let's take a look at the numbers for today as of April 9th. Uh, let's take a look here. Bitcoin, 58K. Ethereum is still above 2,000. XRP had a really good run and it's still above dollar. Uh, definitely want to keep an eye on that. Cardano, you know, 1.2. Now let's look at some of the kind of the main assets here. Let's go over the top assets. We're using CoinDesk over here, but I've been actually looking at other sites like CoinGecko, CoinMarketCap. So you can get a look at some of the the more exotic altcoins, lesser lesser known. And I was actually going to be taking a look at um, another crypto exchange called Kraken. So they're based in the US and we're going to have a special guest later on. His name is Raj and uh, he will be sharing his experience using Kraken. I just signed up, but uh, I didn't go ahead and buy anything yet. Uh, but it's good. It's I think it's good to have a couple of exchanges that you use my very first Bitcoin back in 2017, I purchased on an exchange with the help of my friend Thomas on CEX.io. No one has heard of that, but it's it's still sitting there. And yeah, I just left it there. Okay, so yeah, we've got Stellar and Tether. Number four, number five in terms of their market cap. We're just looking at that column over here. So Bitcoin is above a trillion. And we'll just take a look at VeChain if we can find them on there. They're not on there. Interesting. All right, let's show you CoinGecko. I found this site from a YouTuber, Shel Sheldon Evans. He likes to use this site to, you know, to look at coins that maybe not as well known, but are cheaper in price with the potential with a really high upside, meaning a chance to make some some money when it when it goes up and then you can you can sell it. Um, I wouldn't recommend that for beginners, but now that we're on CoinGecko, we can get a look at some other coins. Uh, some coins that I've purchased over the week include Polkadot. I was watching an interview with 
uh, actually Robert Kawasaki, rich dad, poor dad. Uh, he now has a podcast and he's talking a lot about cryptocurrency. So I was just watching his podcast last night and his guest was pretty bullish on Polkadot. If you've, if you've heard episode two, where we had Terry and uh, his guest, his friend Terry as well, he was really bullish on Polkadot. I've since uh, have kept a close eye on Polkadot. I'm trying to put a bit more money in towards Polkadot. He is... Um, the founder of Polkadot was Jeff Woods. So he's one of the original co-founders of Ethereum. So yeah, I think that's definitely a good project to keep your eye on. We got Terry in the studio. So let's just add him over here. Good morning, Greg. Morning, Terry. It's a lovely day in the markets. Yeah, it's still green. Yeah. Did you buy any coins this, this week? I buy coins each and every day. Yeah. Mostly CRO with my rewards. <laughs> CRO. Did you check out that? Um, I think I sent you a podcast. It's called Unchained. Oh, yeah. Uh, Rebecca Shin or something. Is that her name? Uh, her last name is Shin. I'm not, I forgot yeah. her first name, Laura. Laura Shin, you're right. Yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah, she does a, a great promo for crypto.com. At, at the beginning of all her her podcasts oh, okay. um yeah we should be some, sponsored by them too yeah yeah for sure yeah she had some good guests on she had um founder of ethereum last year and mark cuban that's hey when you can get a billionaire to come on your show you're doing something right all right well let's uh let's try to do that yeah okay so we have <clears throat> yeah, we're gonna have Raj join in at ten o'clock. Oh, okay, um, okay. Nine thirty was too early for him, eh? <laughs> well, I thought it'd be good to kind of go go through our stuff first, and uh, okay. yeah, he's got some experience with Kraken. So, what did you what did you buy this week? Do you dollar cost average? You have like a reoccurring buys, or like for me, I'm like eyeing like one or two coins per week, and then I, I wait for it to dip, and then I buy. So I got some polka dot XRP. I'm in a unique position that I'm actually finding I have to draw out a little bit of my investments, sadly, just because, um, you know, with all the new COVID lockdown measures in place, my bread and butter business, my massage training school is not getting as many enrollments as we had in 2019. And my burn rate is still pretty high. So, yeah, I'm shaving off a little bit <clears throat> here and there. Yeah. To stay afloat. <clears throat> so that's a good thing, right? That's an amazing when you've got a, a nest egg like that. You don't have to worry about where your next meal is coming from. Yeah. So I've shaved off some engine. I've shaved off some hollow chain. Now, mind you, most of these are like at anywhere from 15 to 50x returns. So it's about time I took some profits anyways. Okay. Yeah, you're talking a lot about Holochain past couple episodes and uh, I think Engine, which is, that's like an NFT app, um, coin that's used within the NFT space. Yeah. 
So. Yeah, for mostly for the NFTs are for gaming though. I would I would consider it more like a gaming blockchain. I yeah. mean, yeah. NFTs are kind of a happy byproduct of that. Mm -hmm. uh, they've got a really great partnership with Microsoft. So they're developing games with Microsoft that uh, you, your NFTs, you know, a lot of times each, each time you buy a game, it's kind of um, a, a silo in the fact that anything you purchase in that game is only available to be played in that game. So if you have like World of Warcraft or something and you get a unique item, I mean, that can only be played in the World of Warcraft universe. But yeah. now these non-fungible tokens, these special swords and you know guns and things like that in the first person shooters you know they're able to be um used cross-platform cross cross gaming platforms so it's really really adds a whole new element of of fun and um you know it's like if you spend a lot of money acquiring all these really unique items and then you get bored of the game yeah you know then it's like oh what do you do but now you have the option of taking those game taking those unique items to another to another game and then re reliving the experience all over again really really cool yeah so um, <clears throat> i'd like to get some engine at some point for sure oh it just like yesterday it was about <clears throat> excuse me it was about three 296 or a couple days ago i remember it being like two dollars and 96 cents today is 452. It's, like, nice. it's having a crazy run it's actually a 20x for me right now I think it was on the the top top gainers this week on crypto.com right yep look here i see you got your nba top shot up there are you into basketball i used to be and a couple of friends suggested that i i look into getting some nft nba cards okay so yeah, I got a little bit of NFT news. Uh, just I can't find the engine on here. ENJ, it's uh, I'll tell you what ENJ. number it is. Or ENJN. In market cap, it is forty-four. So you got to go pretty far down the list. There it is. You got it. Yeah, three fifty-three US. Okay. So it went up a little bit, <clears throat> and you sold a little bit. Yep. Okay. Now I've I've learned my lessons like never sell it all because if you sell it all you're gonna miss on huge gains so I probably won't be taking any more off that yeah um, I have a so I've got three thousand left so that's about a current market value almost fourteen thousand dollars okay 13, 13 14 so I'll, I'll keep that there I might trim a little bit more hollow chain because I had five million to begin with so yeah. there's room to take off there all right okay engine coin keep yeah. an eye on it and look at v chain as well too isn't that at a new all-time high i think it just cracked v chain yeah like this morning and it was like 16 16.2 cents canadian This one is ready to go parabolic. Yeah. <clears throat> I think so, yeah. All right. You heard it here first. Keep your eye on chain. And my favorite of all the coins, XRP. Also had a big pump over the last few days. 
Yeah, it's um, yeah that that one is still it, it hit a dollar at the beginning of the week and went over a bit, and it's dollar two today. Yeah, they might find that <clears throat> that dollar is going to be support level. Like once, usually old resistance becomes new support. Mm -hmm. So it had a hard time breaking a dollar, but when it finally did, so now as it goes above a dollar, then it probably won't go below a dollar. Mm. Okay. All right. So Terry's top picks for the week. And the XRP, reason I like V chain. Well, those are those are to, to to buy into right now, to buy in. Yes, buy into XRP, buy into V chain. And I would say that cardano ada is also a buy mm. it's kind of been stagnant for the last week or so it's been trading around the dollar 20 mark dollar 15 US. Yeah. and you know this is a multi-year play you know as our yeah, friend uh, terry was saying this is a five-year it's going to flip ethereum within five years i honestly believe that once smart contracts get rolling mm-hmm you could see it going double digits quite rapidly. All right. Well, since we're on Cardano, I got some <laughs> some news I found just today. Cardano has its first uh, supply chain application in a Georgian winery. <laughs> I guess wine, wineries and vineyards I guess the first the first ones to come on board. Block. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When we talk about V chain and you know the conversation often leads to like authenticating French wine yeah. type of thing. So it looks like Cardano is being used in that same fashion. That is and, awesome. Uh, yeah. And the Ethiopian, wasn't the Ethiopian government news? Is, it, is there any news on that? I haven't seen anything. Like it seems to be like Charles was, Charles Hoskinson was saying that's pretty much happening. It's in play now. Okay. Well, let's just so, see if there's any new news on that. That could be big. In uh, you know, giving people in Africa an identity and yeah, banking the unbanked. <clears throat> okay, well, I checked that out. You had a couple of um, things you wanted to talk about. Is it too late to start? Um, <clears throat> yeah, like it's like a lot of my friends are like, is it too late to start? Did I miss the boat? And, um, you know, inside my head, I'm like giggling and saying, yeah, yeah, you should have, you should have listened to me six, seven, eight months ago. <laughs> but of course I'm nice. I'm not going to tell them that, you know, yeah. but, um, how, how I look at it is, and I think, was it Confucius who said the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is now. I don't, I don't know who's, who, who gets credit for that quote, but it's an amazing quote, right? Yeah, like you can't turn back the clock, but you should have you should have done this months or years ago. I should mm. have done it months or years ago. Should have bought some more Bitcoin months ago. Yeah, yeah. look at it now. Um, but the best time to invest is right now. Start now, start early, and keep on investing. Um, because whatever your starting point is, it's 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 they tend to grow over time investments and um, especially in these uh, inflationary times and the de devaluing of our dollars so yeah i would start now it's so we are in i would predict we are in the mid part of the bull season if it's a t like like we showed that cycle 
the psychology of the market cycle last time we were on yeah and you know it it has ups and downs and it has kind of a, a, a trending title for what it does and um we're not at the top yet that's the reality there's still lots and lots of room to grow mm -hmm. and this might even be a bigger super cycle like all the other cycles before in cryptocurrency investing were retail speculators just mm -hmm. speculators you know just jumping on the bandwagon oh it's the next big thing it's hype let's get in now but they crash just as easily as they go up but when you're in a super cycle and you've got mass adoption and it's kind of changing the way that commerce and finance is going to be done in the world going forward you know then i don't think you're going to see the same crashes you know it might you might see a little 30% retrace or 40% retrace, but uh, you know, the old market cycles was a hundred percent and a hundred percent dump, you know, hundred percent pump, hundred percent dump in a super cycle. This could go on for another 18 months, another two years. Yeah. So if you're sitting on the sideline right now and saying, is it too late to get in? Oh, heck no. You know, there's still lots of room to grow. Yeah. And if I'm wrong and if everybody else is wrong and the prices start to go down, Hopefully you didn't put your whole life savings in it and hopefully you kept some cash reserves to take advantage of the dips yeah. and then you can, you can buy more as the price is dipping because eventually it's going to come back up again. Yeah. I don't mean, put it, everything into crypto, put a <clears throat> small portion that you're, you're comfortable with. Yeah. Never invest more than you can afford to lose. Yeah. But it, it's, it's in reality. I mean, you, you start with, a couple hundred bucks and then you you see how quickly things can change and this year has been mostly positive and then you you put a little bit more in and pretty soon you're you know i i, I think what did i start at 150 last late last year and but you actually started in 2017 2018 right yeah but that was on another exchange that was just like a one-time purchase of bitcoin yeah so but yeah, you started you with a hundred bucks. You got way more than a hundred dollars now, right? Yeah. Well, I've also put put back in, right? Um, yeah. But yeah, for a long time, I was just sitting on it and was just not growing. And then was just this year when uh, Bitcoin started to take off, the altcoins followed, and yeah, that's that's when things really started to move. So uh, yeah. Big thanks for introducing me to altcoins like VeChain, Cardano, uh, XRP. What you were smart to do, Greg, and I congratulate you on this. You did buy at the all-time high pretty much in 2018. And I think it was around $20,000 for Bitcoin at that time. You bought $100 worth. Yeah. But when it dipped, like it went down as low as you know $3,000. Yeah. In, Mar in March of 2020, you had diamond hands, you held on. So a lot of people make the mistake of buying high and selling low and you just get wrecked. But if you just hold on, what, it took another two years, three years. Yeah. But now I that initial money tripled your investment. I think it was 2017 and I actually did try <laughs> to, you know, I came back to Chiang Mai, Thailand and uh, my friend, uh, my friend was, was back there. So one day, actually asked him like hey i think it was worth 60 or 70 bucks back then my 100 bucks <laughs> i'm like hey how do i get this out right how and, you wanted to sell? Uh, yeah what did he, i just wanted to cash out i'm like enough of this and uh, just a tip for beginners uh, 
you know, keep your your um, your private keys, your password, like keep that in a safe place because, you know, once you lose that, it, it's so tough to uh, get that back in. So the exchange I used was cx.io, and and um, to log back in, you have to, you have to have that private key because they use this this app called uh, Google Authenticator. So it's mm -hmm. like two-factor authentication. So you need your password, you need your <clears throat> private key. And if you lose your private key, it's quite a hassle to um, to get it back from the exchange. It's, it's a long process. You have to do things like take a selfie, you have to write a note on a piece of paper. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I finally got it back. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, yeah, and that goes for um, yeah. I'll, I'll, I can talk more about this later. I bought, I created an NFT on uh, Mark Cuban's platform, Mintable, and okay. uh, using MetaMask. So they actually use what we call seed phrase. You got to write write down these words in combination with your password. Okay. So yeah, those types of things you want to keep electronically and probably write down on a piece of paper somewhere yeah secure. probably not even electronically because your computer could get hacked or like a really when people say cold storage they mean it has to be like not on the internet not stored on a digital device somehow yeah so you have a you have you have an offline method that you can yes suggest. i do i do <laughs> piece of paper in your wallet <laughs> well I can't say where I had my private keys, Greg. <laughs> <All right. laughs> you know, it's interesting. I read the book Bitcoin Billionaires, which is kind of like this after the social network with Mark Zuckerberg and the Winklevoss twins, like yeah. Cameron and Tyler have an amazing story. Like they lost the lawsuit, right? Um, or they, sorry, they, did they win the lawsuit? They only got 65 million or something from Zuckerberg. But they yeah. were selling for, suing for billions, but they took that money and they got they went all into Bitcoin, all into mm. um, you know digital assets, and yeah. uh, no, you know now they've created the Gemini Exchange, and uh, they oh, do a lot yeah, of the custody. Yeah, yeah, dude, they do the custody for the wealth simple. Um, you know, anytime you buy crypto on wealth simple, it's being custodied at Gemini. Okay. Uh, but the amazing thing about about those guys is in that story, like when they first bought their bitcoins i think they might even own a million bitcoin right now but when they first bought them they were like super super safe they bought a brand new laptop they didn't connect it to the internet you know they um they printed off their keys then they split them in th into thirds and like a third of a key is in one bank in one state another third of a key is in another bank in another state and another third of a key yeah they took like extreme measures to protect their uh, their bitcoin um private keys yeah, well, it's good to see that they, uh, you know, they they ended up with with a good story. Did you watch the the movie, The Social Network? Yeah, that was a really great movie. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. So they kind of got screwed on Facebook, but uh, yeah. yeah, they must have been pretty entrepreneurial, uh, forward thinking to get into Bitcoin early and try to, you know, not just create a business out of it. Yeah. So yeah, they're... turn those lemons into lemonade, right? Yeah. <laughs> and now they're at the forefront. So it's pretty cool. All right. Let's um I was gonna put that up on screen, but I, I did find an article that it's I don't know how credible the site is and nothing's showing up, but the headlines there says the, the deal is now signed as of April fifth. Okay. 
And what are the details of the deal? Yeah, there's just not much details. There's probably a quote here. It says here, the special Ethiopia Special Committee has signed ADA's deal. The committee signed the deal excluding the country's minister. Okay. okay. And here's Hoskinson's. Um, Hoskinson said that they'd spent, sent the deal to Ethiopia for an official signature from the country's minister. Also, Ethiopia's special committee has signed the deal for Cardano to execute the project. The deal was signed on March 25th, excluding the minister's signature. Okay. So it could still be a deal breaker. Yeah, I'd like to know what the actual like details of the deal are. Like, what is ex exactly yeah. Cardano doing for the for the government of Ethiopia? Yeah, I think it would have been made more headlines if it was was a done deal. I don't think it's a fully done deal yet. Okay. Well, what's the population of Ethiopia? I mean, if everybody in Ethiopia was now going to have a, a digital identity on the Cardano blockchain, and so their goal is to bank the unbank. A lot of people don't have proper ID in Africa. They're not able to get an official, or or they live in very rural areas and they don't have access to kind of like the things we take for granted. We can just walk down any anywhere main street and see banks and banks and banks right but if you live in very rural or remote areas you might not have access to financial services but you've got a mm. job and you're making money you know you could be a merchant and you've got a cell phone that's the thing right almost everybody has a cell phone now yeah so the idea is to get your identity your your id any property ownership on there as well too you could do voting as well on the blockchain like once yeah. your identity is provable then you can do voting through your phone. And then also inherit things like inheritance, like if you pass away, who who are your your heirs? Yeah. So that's kind of a cool thing, right? Like that's bringing future technology to more remote areas because Africa's less developed than the Americas by far. Yeah. I was watching this documentary, uh, I think it was in Congo. They, they're, they're really rich in minerals. It's just... You know, with all the uh, the violence, <laughs> the civil unrest, like that, just doesn't doesn't help them. Right. But yeah, they're starting to get some millionaires now in the in in those parts. Um, Isn't also like there's a lot of controversy about cobalt mining. Like there's a lot of cobalt that's used in batteries. Uh, yeah. But, you know, some of these these cobalt mines are like employing child labor or really harsh conditions and just kind of a few you know, territorial overlords are kind of reaping the benefits of the profits and it's not filtering down to the people who are actually slugging it in the mines. So I think Elon was trying to like build batteries that didn't have as much cobalt in them. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So the, the population of Ethiopia is 112 million. Wow. So pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. So again, let's keep an eye on Cardano. And if, if they could build a stable coin or sorry a central bank digital currency on the blockchain like that would be pretty cool so if that's part of the deal central like every country's got their own currency in canada the canadian dollar the us dollar british pound the euro for all those nations yeah you know the zimbabwean dollar argentinian whatever they are right the peso or the francs in france but whatever it is in ethiopia 
I don't know, could you just quickly Google Ethiopian currency? But whatever it is right now, it's being printed, you know, they have hard copy of it. So it's going to be actual paper money. Mm. But it, the, and the central bank, you know, who's responsible for creating the the money supply for the country, if they move to a digital currency where they don't actually print money anymore, it's just going to be on the blockchain. Then you could pay your people for, you know, social services. They could pay their taxes and in, in central bank digital currency. You can also make it programmable. So you can allow it to buy some things, but not other things. You could put time limits on it. So if you give it, if you give some money to the people, you can say, well, okay, we're going to give you some money, but you have to spend it by this date or the money disappears. Or you can only spend it on these specific items or these specific um, vendors. So it's, yeah. it's kind of neat when you have money on the blockchain. Bought some uh, USDC this week. Okay. I was gonna just just buy a bit and then uh, stake it for what is it, fifteen percent on Crypto.com. You're getting fifteen. Fifteen percent. Wow! Did they raise it? I thought it was about ten to twelve. Uh, could be wrong. Uh, maybe I've been watching too much of that uh, Unchained podcast. <laughs> that might be the rate for uh, for the other cards. But anyways, twelve fifteen percent. Yeah. It's pretty high, right? Um, not in the high. crypto world, though. So, I, yeah, I just bought a little bit and uh, like 30 bucks or something. And then I try okay. to stake it. But you need probably $100 minimum, right? Two, 200, yeah, over 200, something around around okay. there to uh, to stake it. So, FYI, this, you know, you only find out these, these little uh, limitations once you're actually trying to do it. Yeah. So um, yeah, now it's kind of stuck there. I can't. I can't do it. I can't withdraw it. I, I guess I just gotta. Well, isn't it still more. in your wallet? If you yeah. can't, if you can't stake it, it's still going to be in your wallet. Yeah. Yeah. I know, but I can't exchange it for something else. I try to sure get can. some CRO. I think it was. Yeah. Is it just the the minimum. I don't need the, It's not enough. Okay. Yeah, so it's sort of just parked there. Okay. Well, you can always add more, right? Yeah. You can always buy more of more of anything. Yeah. It's only money, Greg. So, okay. So let me show you a way. Do you, you want the latest screenshot? For any sure. thumbnail or anything? Sure. Uh, so we're up to 424,000 now. What was the last screenshot we did? I think 414. Okay. So, yeah, but up another 10,000 since Tuesday. Sorry. It was as high as 428. Yeah. A couple days ago. Then it retraced. It went down to like 379 from 428,000 to 379,000. It's like it was a red day this week. Was... Yeah, I lost fifty thousand dollars in value. <laughs> Can you imagine like just like fifty thousand? Gone. Yeah. But you know, it didn't really phase me that much because I know I knew it'd be right back up again in a few more days. Yeah, and you're you're used to it, right? It's it's just yeah. Part of it, it used to like worry me a lot, but now I you know I I really believe in this space and it's only gonna go up from here. 
Yeah. So, so any tips for, because, you know, I think some beginners when they first get in and, and, you know, they're constantly looking at this real time balance and it just goes up and down, like so fast, like emotionally, like your people react differently to those, those yeah. type of things. You can't chase, you can't chase the gains, right? It's just like chasing the dragon. If you see something on the, like Contentos, remember I said I bought it when I saw it on the list. Yeah. You know, it hasn't done much. I might be down one or 2% on it, but I think you could have, you could devote, you devote a few percentage of your port of your portfolio mm -hmm. into these small caps, but yeah. they're highly volatile and you never know if it's already pumped as high. It's going to go like hollow chains retraced quite a bit. It was like a 50 X for me or 52 X at the, at its peak. It's down yeah. to a 30 X now. So if you're buying at the top, right, you're going to be really disillusioned when it goes down. Hey, good morning, Raj. Hey, Terry. How are you? Hey, Raj. So, uh, yeah. Welcome, Raj. Raj is our special guest for today. Nice. I'm not used to, uh, okay, there. He's hardcore. He's got the whole earphones, headset, blocking it, all that. Are they noise canceling? <laughs> He's a pro. Yeah. This is the whole programming from last year, right? Like you get used to having all this gear to work at home. So right, right. What yeah. city are you in, Raj? I'm in Vancouver. I'm in okay. the West End area. Yeah. Okay, right on. Yeah, I see some skyscraper in the back through your window there. Yeah. yeah you so must I'm be on a high floor. What are you like? Uh, Fifteen floors up? Oh no, no. This is actually only seventh floor. Uh, okay. It is the highest floor in this building. Uh, okay. So right. this happens to be a place which still doesn't have the, some of the newer construction that has come into the city. Mm -hmm. uh, it's still protected from that, but it's only like a block away from like Denman Street and stuff. Oh, well, yeah, it's a great area. Yeah. Pretty decent. Yeah. So I actually, I met Raj back in 2011 when it Whoa. was uh, Long time trying change. to get the, the travel travel business off the ground. And uh, yeah, 2021. Here we are. He's 10 years. Wow. We talk. We talk everything that's going on in the internet, and we've been talking about crypto, and and we talk about uh, different exchanges we're using. And you you mentioned you use Kraken, right? Yeah. So I thought Kraken was was a Canadian company. Even after some research, found out it's one of the more popular American exchanges. Yeah, yeah. I, I got into it because I think this was when still there were very few exchanges where you could actually trust, and it was just one of those exchanges uh, where, at least from my research, seemed like they are paying a lot of attention to security and they are trying to like set it up in a way that's not uh, as doesn't get uh, hacked easily. So, sort yeah. of discovered it during that time, like that that you know, the 2017 run-up when it happened. And then ultimately, actually, a friend got a job there. So it was like, okay, uh, let's uh, continue using this. Uh, yeah. So I kind of stuck, stuck with that. And I tried other exchanges as well, but it's just one of those that with Canadians, the options <laughs> still remain scarce. Like the good options, I have a couple of new ones, but yeah, I've stuck with that for now. How do you fund your account, Raj, with Kraken? Because you yeah, can you do a direct e-transfer? Uh, no, so and you still have to wire money in. But what I've I've changed my method now. So what I've done is uh, that I would buy a coin or something on some of the Canadian exchanges, and if I want to move it over, then transfer it over to Kraken. If I want to yeah, have gotcha. access to more of the coins, 
that's more recently that I've done. Um, but yeah, it's still not as friendly for Canadians in terms of moving the money there. But if you were a U.S. citizen, what would be your methods for onboarding cash on Kraken? Oh, I think then there's like tons of options there. Um, I don't know exactly. Actually, I haven't looked at that. But I looked at it like I looked at it a while ago. Uh, mm-hmm. But then they had a lot of direct transfer methods and uh, available to uh, fund the account. Kraken. Okay. Yeah. Because I also have an uh, an account on uh, another Canadian exchange.
Hey, Greg, my wife and I were thinking about going back to Thailand. It's just, we're not 100% sure, but we're like thinking maybe we want, we want to go back to Thailand for a little bit. And then like Nuna's like, yeah. what are you going to do with your car? And uh, I'm like, you know what? We can drive to Vancouver. We can fly mm. to Thailand from there. And I think maybe would Greg like to borrow my car for a few months? Sure. <laughs> keep it uh, that parking space occupied. Yeah. <laughs> well, Thailand. Uh, ever. <laughs> <laughs> so the vaccinations of, uh, yeah, my, my parents got vaccinated yesterday. Did they, they actually have the link? Have you guys registered? Yep. No. I'll send you the link. Which um, which um, manufacturer did they get? Pfizer. Okay, good. Yeah, because it's the AstraZeneca. It's like there's there might some be some side some side effects like blood clots and deaths. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. my mom got it, and in, so she she's in India. Uh, she got the first dose, uh, and she's supposed to get the second dose in about two weeks' time. Yeah. Uh, the blood clotting cases, like there are only about thirty of them out of I don't know millions of doses that have been administered. So it's super low chance. It's still and she had, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'm just say, saying that uh, it, it was when she got the first dose, it was just sort of bubbling up that these cases are happening. Okay. It hadn't been that like Europe or Canada has put a stop to it. Uh, so now it's like, and she had it, and she did have like a little bit of a dizziness that. For a couple of minutes, kind of thing, and but after that, she was fine. So I was like, okay, okay. you're fine. <laughs> you can get the second dose. Mm. Yeah. But the, yeah, you read you read the Thailand. Um, they're they're going to remove the quarantine requirements for if you're vaccinated. Still early days, though. But so no quarantine for vaccination. Yeah, but they're they're doing it in a phased approach. I think they're going to start with Phuket, and then they're going to roll it out to different areas of Thailand, Chiang Mai, Koh Samui. Um, yeah, everything's changing. So every week there's new news, new digital babies, <laughs> new coin, new platform. <laughs> I need a vacation. <laughs> Just to I'm get away from all of this. I'm, I'm a year in Canada almost, you know, and I'm like, ugh. I need to get back to some sunlight and some beaches. Yeah. Well, yesterday was nice in Vancouver, but yeah, it's just in a day like this, you just end up uh, indoors. Is it a little bit gray and dreary. Yeah. Consuming way too much information. <laughs> <laughs> just think that you're like in England or Scotland or somewhere, which is probably the same weather like this. Yeah. Yeah. So Terry, you had on your, your, your list here, like an exit plan, like if things, I'm not sure what you meant there. Like if things do start to tank, what is, what is the plan plan B? I don't think things are going to tank, but I think you have to like, don't get caught in the greed cycle where, you know, you like keep everything in cause you never know what could happen. You never know. Yeah. Anything can happen. Like we just heard the, the some of the, news that the from the sec is they people think the sec has given bitcoin and ethereum a free pass because yeah. they they say they they did not they de did not declare them a security but that's actually not true that's not their official stance we just found out from the courts recently that they have never made an official determination they said something in an announcement in a kind of non-official uh conference but the sec has never said bitcoin and ethereum are not security so they could at any time you know, I don't know who they would sue in Bitcoin because there's really no central authority. No one knows who, who Satoshi is, but yeah. they could certainly 
sue Ethereum and sue the Ethereum Foundation and make uh, you know Vitalik Buterin because he did, he actually did an ICO, an initial coin offering. So they actually okay. raised money yeah. illegally. Yeah. They raised yeah. it as a security. So at any point they could say, oh, Ethereum lawsuit, and then boom, just watch it plummet. So you know, my exit plan is when you when you start to take profits, when you start to see like when things double X or five X, you know, start to take back your initial investment at least. So I've kind of pulled out two times my initial investment. Yeah. So, you know, I've kind of, I don't, like if I lost it all, I'd be really upset, but I, it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't crush me. Yeah. So when you say pull out, you mean just convert it to fiat currency? Yeah. Sell the profit, sell a few to take the profits and convert it to fiat currency and just send it to your bank account. I was thinking, uh, you know, transferring it to USDC, like I'm not sure if that would be impacted if something like Bitcoin went down because that has some government backing, right? These stable coins. Um, and that would be I an easy any transfer. stable coin actually has any government backing. I mean, there's corporations behind them. Like yeah, Tether was just audited recently, right? And